Welcome to A Counselor's Journey to Private Practice. I'm your host, Juan, and this podcast teaches mental health professionals to cultivate curiosity and build ambition in their journey to starting, growing, and scaling a private practice. Let's dive into the episode. Hey guys, how's everybody doing today? I hope that you are smiling. I hope that you are shining bright. Today's topic that we're going to get into in this podcast episode is all about mistakes to avoid in your website. I had this really amazing uh, meeting the other day with my marketing team, and I'll be sure to share all their information on the podcast notes in case you need someone to support you in your journey of private practice when it comes to the marketing and the website development. But I want to share with you today, you know, the mistakes that you want to avoid. Because when you think about your website, I want you to think about your website like a like a business, like Target. You know, imagine you go into Target and the colors don't match. Ugh. You'd probably be like, yeah, I'm leaving. Or imagine you go there and, you know, it tells you to go down this aisle for your delicious peanut butter. But then you go down that aisle and you don't find any peanut butter. Instead, you find water bottles. You would be like, what is, what is going on here? Right? That is mistakes that we want to avoid and that's why you're here you know you're here because you want to build a successful private uh, successful private practice you want to be able to scale it to grow it to market it and one of the most important places to look at is your website because your website is your home you want it organized you want it beautiful you want it to represent you or if you have a group practice you want it to represent your group practice so let's like let's just dive in you know let's let's, let's go through this um Let's go through this episode. Let's have fun while we do it. And then most importantly, I want you to walk away with nuggets. I want you to look at being curious, being ambitious, so that you're able to identify these mistakes and then not have them in your amazing website. So the first one is I and we language. Now, if you have a solo practice, we want to stick to I language because it's all about you. However, if you have a group practice, you don't want to use that I. That's going to give your audience, you know, all the people that land on there and they want to check out your website. It's going to make them go, so who are you talking to here? And you really want them to have a very beautiful, you know, um, comfortable and smooth experience. So overall, whenever you look at the language in your website, first identify, is this a solo practice? If it is, then go ahead and throw in that I. Is this a group practice? Then you throw in the we. Now, I want to go a little bit deeper into the we. When you have a group practice, remember that your practice is being built around the clinicians versus you. So as an example, Santos Counseling, you know, at one point, it was just me. It was Juan Santos flying solo with my Superman cape. No, 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 my Batman cape, because Batman is my favorite superhero. And, you know, we, we were my, I was just doing the best that I could do. And then over time, you know, we brought in different counselors like Jeff, Stephanie, um, Melissa, all, all amazing individuals. So in there, I want patients to be able to visit the website and I want them to be able to get a sense of we. You know, we are here to help as a community of counselors. We are here to support. We are here to, you know, move forward and, and, and walk with you in your journey of life. The second area that I want you to look at, and this is, again, mistakes that you want to avoid in your website, is broken links. So one of the things that you can do is really simple is go on your website and see where your links are at. Click them. If they work, awesome. But if they do not work, uh, not so good. Now, the basic point there is, um, you know, really the basic point there is to give, again, your user a good experience. Imagine if a patient landed on your website, right? They're super psyched and they see that you work with couples. So then they click on fees, right? You have a link there and it says, click here to check out our fees. They click on it and then it takes them to a broken page, right? A broken link. That's going to give them, you know, some sort of perceived experience. They're going to go, I wonder what else is wrong. I wonder what else is messed up. And we want to really remove that experience as, as much as we can. 
The third place to go to whenever we want to look at mistakes to avoid in your website is having too many call to actions. Now, call to actions, these, these are your leads, such as, you know, call us to book an appointment or click here if you're ready for counseling. Um, overall, we do want to have call to actions because call to actions lets users who land on your website know what to do. So if you think about your website and I landed on there, right now, what do you want me to do? And again, I'm a patient. I'm landing on your website. What is the one, maybe two things that you want me to do? If you have too many items on there, too many call to actions, then that can become difficult. I know me, like as an individual, if I go somewhere, like I go to certain restaurants um, and I'll, I'll sit and I'll look at the menu and I'll be like, oh my God, this is so many, there's so many items on this menu. I have no idea what to get. So I get overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you a side note of a tangent. My wife, whenever we go through um, a certain drive throughs I'll like freeze because there's so many things to order and I'm so hungry and I'm like, I don't know what to get. And then she's like, scoot over. Let me, let me just order for us. Um, so thank you, honey. Thank you for you know take, taking uh, taking the lead there. Now, when it comes to your website, think about the call to actions. If I land on your website and I'm a potential client, is there a call to action for a book that you're selling, for a course that you have, for counseling session, for a virtual session? Again, too many call to actions can create a sense of disorganization, which can lead you know the client that you want to transition from a potential client to an actual client. It can lead them away. The next area in this round that we're going in, oh my God, I am having fun. Sometimes I, I forget how much I enjoy the po- um, being, a, being a podcast host, just being on here and sharing with you my journey of private practice. Uh, I'll tell you, there's so many things on here that I share and I'm like, man, I wish somebody would have told me that. Then I wouldn't have so many broken links. Now, the other area that I want you to look at is how fast um, your website loads. So that's the loading speed. And if you Google, um, you know, my site speed, there's an awesome, awesome list of websites on there. Most of them are free that you're able to just plug in your website. Like I could plug in santoscounseling.com and it'll tell me, you know, how how fast my website's loading. So here's why, right? This This is the big point. If you have a potential client and they are up like at you know, one in the morning struggling with a relationship or having, you know, anxious thoughts. And they're like, you know, I am ready to take the next step. I'm ready to go see a counselor or we're ready to take the next step. We're ready to see a counselor. And then they go to your website. Maybe they saw it on psychology today, good therapy, wherever, and they click on it, but then it's loading and it's loading and their anxiety is going up and it's loading. We we don't want that equation because the person's already going to be in an anxious state. They're going to be worried. You know, we want to give them that 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 speed um, a little bit faster so they're able to get to the point and get to scheduling and then be able to receive the support from your office so overall when it comes to mistakes to avoiding your website that is a key one there make sure that your website is loading uh, at an effective fast speed the next uh, point to look at for mistakes to avoid in your website has to do with colors and with font now your website, you know, it should have pages and menus, but it should also have some sort of system, some sort of structure that allows it to be yours. For your website, is there a consistent color across the board? For your website, is there a consistent font across the board? Some things that you really want to avoid when it comes to font and color will be if I land on your homepage and let's say that you have a very, you know, beautiful nature look, nature appearance, so the colors are like green, it's calming, and I'm like, ooh, I like this. But then I click on your services and on services, I see that you have anxiety counseling. So I click on it and then the anxiety counseling, is like this bright red and pink, you know, they don't really match. They don't go together. 
that's a, so that's something that could steer people away. It can kind of give them, you know, that, that experience of uh, inconsistency. So then that can lead to the patient, that potential patient not scheduling. The last mistake to avoid in this awesome, awesome fire round that we're having, and I hope that you're having fun. I hope that you have a notepad out there and you're taking notes and you're like, yes, I'm going to take all these notes. I'm going to avoid these mistakes. I'm going to build my successful, my ideal private practice. And I know that you can. If you get stuck at any time, I am literally a phone call away. I'm an email away. Visit a counselorsjourney.com and you are able to break bread with me, connect with me. If you're in my local area, let's get a good beer or some H2O and get to know each other. The last mistake that you want to avoid is the language in your website not being connected to you, right? So that if somebody lands on your website, you are giving them an experience of your business. And your business, to some extent, has to be connected to your, like your mission statement or your vision uh, statement. So Google those two terms in case you're unfamiliar with them. Overall, you know, if I have my website, I'll give you an example so it's really clear and it makes sense. And let's say on my website, I'm very like direct. Um, I'm a bulldog, if you will. You know, I'll put things on there as far as if you have relationship challenges, you know, this isn't going to be one of those 20 session um, interventions. We're going to, you know, we're going to get right to the point right away. So then the person reading it will be like, yeah, heck yes, I want that. You know, I want us to go in there. I want us to find the issue, address it, and then move forward, right? So you're giving them that perceived uh, appearance, if you will, based on how you're writing, you know, the content writing in your website. So then the person uh, schedules an appointment and they visit your office. They get there, knock, knock. Hey, what's going on? Fill the paperwork out. They're in the session. And then through the session, they're like, huh, this person's very calm and subtle. And this person just told me that it may take 15 to 16 sessions on average. Right. So that I mean, that that doesn't it does it doesn't mix well. And I think whenever we look at a website, it has to highlight your mission statement, your vision. If you look at these amazing companies out there, Google, um, Amazon, you know, no affiliation here, just kind of looking at the way that they structure their businesses. It matches, you know, what you see in, in, in the face, you know, that, that, that experience that you get right away, it matches their website. So I want you to think about that. Before you head off, I want to thank you. Thank you for sharing space with me. Thank you for being here and donating this time. I also want to see if you're able to give me a kindness, if you will, subscribe, share this podcast with all your friends, mental health professionals that are looking for ways to build their private practice, scale their private practice, market it, all with that special touch, that magic sauce, or as my daughter Nola would say, sprinkle um, a little bit of glitter on it. But our glitter is ambition and curiosity. Have a beautiful day. I will see you at the next episode. In your journey of private practice, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Please leave an awesome review and share this podcast with any counselor you think is working towards starting, growing, and scaling a counseling practice. Let's grow together in our journey. I'll see you in the next episode.